This episode is brought to you by The Hartford, a leading provider of employee benefits and income protection products that is dedicated to standing behind U.S. workers to help them pursue their goals and get through tough times. For more information about The Hartford, visit thehartford.com slash employee benefits. We've also got a link in our show notes. I'm Nora McNerney, and it's going to be okay. And I know that this week can be hard for a lot of people, so this episode is for you. The people who are thankful and other feelings too. A mental health professional might describe the period immediately after the death of my husband as shock. Anyone else would have described it as Thanksgiving. Because three days after my husband Aaron took his last breath in 2014, it was Thanksgiving Day in America. The meaning of the holiday is right there in the name. You're meant to gather and give thanks while gorging yourself on highly caloric, starch-based side dishes and dry pieces of a very large bird that nobody likes as much as they say they do. Shout out to all my turkey haters. I find that bird so ugly to look at in life that, in death, I have no appetite for it, unless it is appearing in a Jersey Mike's provolone and turkey sub that is the only way I'm eating turkey. Now, on this day, I was not particularly thankful for Aaron's stage 4 glioblastoma and the way that it had moved through his brain, clipping away at his motor function and his quick wit. I wasn't feeling particularly grateful for the piles of medical bills that had been sitting unopened on our kitchen counter, or for the struggle of explaining to Ralph, our 22-month-old son, where his papa was. He was not, as Ralph insisted, under the couch. I wasn't actually feeling anything yet, which might explain why my siblings and my mother and I spent that Thursday evening in November gathered around a dining table, pretending that this was a holiday like any other. My family wanted that Thanksgiving to be a holiday miracle that transported us from our bruising reality back into the normal world we had taken for granted. We quickly realized that grief does not concern itself with your social calendar, and that sometimes it's better to observe your sorrow than to observe a bank holiday. The past few years have been a doozy, and I don't have to list all the ways that the world seems to be crumbling around us. Yes, of course, I and you and everyone has things to be grateful for, but whether it's pressure to celebrate or this natural desire to get back to some kind of normalcy we had or pretended to have, nobody is obligated to participate in holiday cheer. It has always been 100% optional, even if it didn't feel like it. Looking back on the Thanksgiving after Aaron died, I don't regret spending that time with my family, but I do regret how we spent it. There were several kinds of pie baked by friends to reflect our many complicated dietary needs. I apologize, but I am a celiac. There was a turkey for some reason. 
There were bowls and bowls of mashed potatoes, which is my favorite food. All of our bickering children kept us from experiencing any real silences and gave us so many things to discuss. Potty training, third grade, scoliosis exams at school. I looked up from my plate at one point and saw my brother put his arm around his wife and I felt my throat tighten. He pressed his nose into her hair and I went to the bathroom, scrolled Tumblr, and put my face against the tile wall. This performance had not brought my family any closer together. It made us feel even lonelier than we already did. What we needed was not some passable performance of gratitude, but the acknowledgement of the pain we were all silently holding inside of ourselves. And in our group chat in the days after, we confessed this to each other. Our Thanksgiving dinner hadn't eased our grief, but amplified it. Going around the table to recite our gratefuls, we dutifully named each other, basic necessities, the food in front of us. We kept to the script. We said a prayer. We scooped up second helpings. We pretended to be the family we had been before. And we all wish we'd spent that Thanksgiving creating a new version of this holiday that matched our emotional landscape. We could have watched the Marvel movies in chronological order or even just laid face down on the floor together for a few hours. I wish we had had the guts to say out loud how bad we all felt, how terrible it all was. I wish we had simply opted out of that year's holiday season, had just pretended it just wasn't happening instead of pretending it was all okay. It is hard to accept a reality that you didn't choose, but fake it till you make it is not a healthy emotional coping strategy. The holiday industrial marketing machine has already roared to life. A new slew of holiday movies featuring a city girl trying to save a small-town business are up on every streaming channel. But our need for joy and celebration cannot erase or replace our sorrow. And our expression of gratitude or happiness doesn't need to be confined to specific dates. You can eat a meal of Thanksgiving in July or exchange gifts with your family in April. And in the years since my husband's death, we have turned his birthday into a holiday that we call Fest, which we honor by eating his favorite items from Taco Bell and with unnecessary and outlandish gifts for the children. This week, I want you to remember and remind each other that our grief and our gratitude are not in competition with one another. They do not cancel each other out. We need space for each of them, always, but especially now. I'm Nora McInerney, and this is It's Going to Be Okay, a daily podcast that is the opposite of a doom scroll. Every day, we bring you an okay thing, something that makes us, our team, or you, our listeners, feel happy-ish, even in the face of a lot of terrible things. 
It's Going to Be Okay is a production of Feelings & Co. We are an independent podcast, and Feelings & Co. is an independent podcast production company, so you being here is amazing. A great way to support our show is to share it. Share it with whoever you think would like it. Share it as much as you can. Rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. We're a small show. We're a small company. And we exist because of all of you. So thank you for being here. Our team is me, Megan Palmer, Claire McInerney, Amanda Romani, and Michelle Planton. You can share your okay thing with us by emailing us, igtbo at feelingsand.co. I will read your okay thing for you. Or you can record a voice memo and attach it to that email. You can also always call and leave us a voicemail at 612-568-4441. You can find all of our shows and our store over at feelingsand.co. This episode of It's Going to Be Okay was brought to you by The Hartford. Employee benefits have always been hard to understand. They're even tough for employers to explain, which just makes it worse for people like you and me. The Hartford knows there's a better way. They're a leading group benefits provider that's using familiar language to get straight to the point when it comes to the benefits they offer. Because if your benefits sound confusing, who's going to know how to actually use them? Learn more at thehartford.com benefits.